0: In my final episode with Brandy Olson, we discussed putting things in perspective and figuring out the opportunity cost of saying yes to one thing. By saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Take a listen. I think it's so relevant to what the everyday worker is within the organizations who you work with because I just see their calendars. It's just booked with meetings and meetings, yep. and they have all these things they're supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: you're just like, I, I'm exhausted, or mm-hmm. I don't want to do this report because I can't,
1: yeah. I'm exhausted. And
0: it's, yep. and then you're doing, you're burning the midnight oil. So I think, you know, this is also something for, you know, for those listeners who are in that leader role, um, you know, be mindful of. All these meetings, I know it's for the sake of making sure people are engaged. So that's what I saw the uptick. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure people are engaged, mm-hmm. have your cameras on, which can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody has time to just think. Right. And I know some companies, I don't know if you have worked with companies like that, but I know some companies have started trying to institute quiet days, right? So they mm-hmm. pick a Wednesday or a Friday. Have you seen that be? Have you seen that trend? And have you seen that be? Mm actually held.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've seen lots of experiments with it, right? Like Mm -hmm. lots of companies trying to figure out how to make it work. And more times than not, it's, doesn't work super well because the pressure is so great. So because Mm -hmm. calendars are so complicated to align um, when something important comes along, people like steal away from that. Like, well, everybody is actually unblocked and doesn't have a meeting on Wednesday afternoon. (laughs) So um, maybe we could just do the first half hour there or the last part, right? Like it's so hard. The only places where I've seen it work are when the like senior executive leadership make it a priority, talk about it and do it themselves Mm -hmm. and really make it clear that there's like an expectation that is tied to performance and tied to the, you know, whether it's objectives and key results or performance goals. Like if it's tied to that Mm -hmm. and they hold the accountability for it, then I've seen it have a bigger lasting impact. Um, But the inertia is just so much. Now, individually, I think there's a lot that we can do. And, you know, for myself, I do put blocks on my calendar and I work really hard to not let them mm-hmm. eaten up, you know, and I get to control my own calendar, um, as a business owner, but it still feels like a constant. A constant mm-hmm. battle. And I think it, it, gosh, it just always comes back to like, what's the goal here? And what's the outcome? And what's the value of the work that we're doing? How can we make sure that we're actually getting that? Not just letting something like a full calendar be a substitute proxy for being right. doing important work, right? Um, and there's no one right way that that looks, but I think we have to be really vigilant about mm-hmm. it. Like I said, you know, the inertia, the pressure, it's immense. Yeah. And, um, And so this comes all the way back to, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you can find one small way to increase focus, if you have a list of 10 things and you can just identify one or two of them that don't have to get done this week, Mm -hmm. put them back out of your work in progress limit, that's a huge win. Mm -hmm. It's just one thing. If you can find one way to carve out some time um, in your calendar, for a day, right. That's a win. Like all of these small things really do add up. And so if it feels immense and it feels, um, hard to manage or control, like look for the small things that can happen because they do have a really big impact and it's better than no action. Yeah. You know, a little bit of a good thing is still a good thing.
0: Well, what I often say, which is probably really Morbid, it is morbid. (laughs) Where you know, trying to put things in perspective, and and the work that I do, I'll say nobody's going to die if I don't get this done. Now, maybe I'll use your example of I don't need to set the femur. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody gets if I don't get this. No major injuries. Right, right. No major injuries, but it really is putting things in perspective. Now, you know, I get some people are certainly in in you know life or death situations in their Mm -hmm. project work. And, you know, money, right? Uh, If we don't meet Mm -hmm. this revenue target, that can can definitely make or break, you know, whether it's bonuses or Mm -hmm. having a job, like that's the reality. But I think at the end of the day, it is about having perspective Mm -hmm. and doing the little bits and incrementally seeing those improvements. And that's why I love Agile so much. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's it's doing the little bits and those small pieces and seeing the produce, what you produce and seeing the value that you're bringing into the organization. And so maybe a, a quiet whole day, maybe that's a little bit hard, but maybe it's a quiet, you know, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to tell you, I did um, co-working days with a couple of mm-hmm. um, my business besties um, two weeks in a row, just from 9 to 11 or 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. We just like, it was like herps were playing in the background when we were done because <laughs> we're like. I was so productive. I I had time to just focus. And we were just on a zoom call, Mm -hmm. just holding each other accountable. Mm. And every time I'm looking out the window, I'm like, Oh, there's someone here. I need to have a report (laughs) like that. That was so valuable. So Mm -hmm. for those folks who are listening, you know, maybe it's just quiet mornings on Thursday morning. And, you know, it, I know it can be challenging when you have global teams, but, you know, Sometimes it's just that sacrifice. Maybe it's not every Thursday, but right. just try with those incremental improvements. And I think you can start to see a lot more in the excitement and well being yeah. of your team members.
1: I think it is. It's about finding those things that we can control or take action on. The other thing that has made a big difference for me and this, maybe will resonate with people listening too, is recognizing that if I'm saying yes to this, what am I saying no to, or what's mm-hmm. the opportunity cost of saying yes to this? And one of the things that helped me in my business, um, get a lot more comfortable with having more limits on my calendars or on my calendar with my clients was recognizing that they're hiring me to bring my deep thinking Mm -hmm. and insight and my skills of listening and observation. And if I let them schedule my calendar full, even though in the moment it feels like I'm doing them a favor, I'm helping, right? Because it's super hard to be the one that's like, I'm sorry, I'm not actually available at that time. And it might mean you know, you're not your practicing things. what
0: you're preaching, Brandy. Right. <laughs> um,
1: but when I say that, and and when I know that it's because um, I need to be able to do my best work for you mm-hmm. and I'm not able to do that after a day of back-to-back meetings, um, I won't be able to show up and listen in the ways that you need me to and understand the complexity mm-hmm. of the work that you need me to. And so it became a lot easier to regain some control over my calendar. And I started to recognize what saying yes today will mean I have to say no to later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's profound. And, that I mean, the is and then ultimately recognizing that like, if I keep saying yes to this, the no later is going to be to my kids because mm-hmm. I'm going to be behind on my deadlines and I'm going to have to work on the weekend. That also really helped me to get a lot more clear about what I'm willing to say yes to and get much more comfortable mm-hmm. saying, no, I can't do that. Meet and greet, or another networking thing. Sometimes I can, but um, I'm not going to say yes to the point that I then have to say no to my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, that's
0: powerful because you are showing them. In order for me to be at my best, in order for you know you to be at your best, mm-hmm. I need to show you this is how you can achieve it, or how you would need to achieve is that you have to say. The things that you're saying yes to, you're saying no to. And if it means that you're sacrificing um, personal things, Mm -hmm. that is a surefire way to burn out. Yep. Like it doesn't make sense for me to, I'm trying to teach you not to get burned out. It doesn't make sense for me to be burned
1: out. (laughs) Exactly. And whether it's individually or in the work we're doing in our companies, like we actually can't afford to have people come in hot and on fire and burn out so quickly because the work is important. Like there is an Mm -hmm. abundance of important work that we need to do in our organizations and in our communities and our families. And if we're just operating at this state of burnout, nonstop, we're not actually going to be able to sustain the work. And and that has a much more significant impact in the long term. So we have to see, we have to see the big picture. It's not easy. It is a constant game of, well, gosh, I really didn't do very great on that this last week. It's a fresh week. I'm going to start a little bit fresh, right? I'm going to try Mm -hmm. something different, constantly experimenting and iterating. We're never going to get it perfectly right, but it's worthwhile to continue to do that experimentation and to figure out where we can make progress. I agree. I agree. Well, in addition to your book, do you have
0: any favorite books that someone should read as a project leader? Whether it's a specific tool set or you know mm. growth mindset, are there like your top two or three favorites out there?
1: I was just revisiting one of my favorite books, which is called "Shift: How to mm. Change When Change is Hard." by Chip and Dan Heath. It is one of the best, most useful books I've ever read on change leadership and change management. Um, And I often say it's like the agile approach to change because a lot of times when we get into like project management, change management, we can adapt these pretty rigid structures to it. So I love Shift. I was just pulling it out again recently. I've recommended it to a few people recently. It is excellent them I have switch oh that's it <laughs> I said it wrong okay oh switch. it's okay it, but it sounded okay switch how right. to change when change is hard though by Chip and Dan Heath yeah yes. switch there's a light switch yes on the cover I said it wrong who knows how many people I've recommended the wrong book to I'm sorry <laughs> but you have to sit you Dan have Heath the authors go go right they probably heroes would heroes of mine um and I got the title of their book wrong but <laughs> it's I but it had an impact good. That one, Um, the other one I always recommend is Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Mm -hmm. I read that one, that's another one. These are all books that are like, okay, but we're people. So how do we do all of this work as people? And Radical Candor is really about how to have direct empathetic feedback conversations with your colleagues and coworkers. And that's everything from like formal feedback conversations to just direct and clear communication. Um, And it's super valuable. There's templates in it, which, I find helpful, like fill in the blanks because I'm not always, you know, the most clear on like, but what do I actually say? So I really like that. So those are two of my favorite.
0: I love that. Project management
1: books that wouldn't show up in the project management section at the bookstore, but I think are incredibly useful.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that, that one of the, I would say most profound statements in the PMBOK guide as I teach to it is People drive projects, period, like that is their Mm -hmm. sentence. And that's where sometimes I find that people struggle in their project management journey is that they think it's a bunch of tools. And that's it where you have to deal with the people and people come with stuff. And they Mm -hmm. come with their own perspectives and and experiences. And you Mm -hmm. have to build those relationships and recognize that change is hard. Sometimes they, sometimes it's not so much the change itself, but it feels like you're changing me Mm -hmm. and people fight you with that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, having those candid conversations. So uh, I, I will make sure in the show notes, I incorporate the, the links to those books, um, because uh, and they will probably be added. I have a growing list of like books I recommend um, for project leaders. So I'm gonna um, Kim. Kim Scott, you said. Um, Kim,
1: Radical, Scott, Kim, Kim Scott. Radical Candor. Okay. And he.
0: All right. I, I've I I've heard her book
1: come up more than oh, on two occasions, Crystal, so that's a sign. I need to read it. I love it. It okay. is it's on my um, my queue. <laughs> I mean, read my book first, but then
0: oh um, yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. I will. You know, I will. Cause I love pictures. like <laughs> My book actually is going to uh, entail pictures. So I'm excited about that oh. as well. It's a lot of visuals. Well, I always love to end these podcast conversations with the, would you rather? So would mm. you rather be able to read minds or be able to see the future?
1: I dislike, would you rather questions, but I'll play the game. I don't know that I want either. <laughs> I would <laughs> rather though, if forced, be able to see the future than read minds. Okay. Just hey, be, your mind is your space. And I think everybody should, should maintain, you know, I, I don't need to know all the things you think, not you personally, but no, um, I know. <laughs> um, Trust me, you don't want to be in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'd rather see the future. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see. I mean, if I get that skill, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm not so sold on it though.
0: Well, I appreciate you playing the game and I
1: respect the choice that you made. (laughs) Tough
0: choice. Well, Brandy, how can people contact you? Whether from, you know, working with you, LinkedIn, getting
1: you on their speaking calendar, you go for it. Tell us. Yeah. Well, you can find me at realworkdone.com. That is my online home. You can read, um, essays that I've written and get to know my work and my thinking there, learn about the book and where you can pick it up. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm really active there and I um, really like to create these spaces for conversations around how do we lead and do the real work that matters in reality uh, because reality is the only place that good work happens. So would love to have people reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm available for speaking engagements and I absolutely love to create conversations and spaces for leaders and teams and people to come together to have these conversations about how do we work together and how do we um, have that work happen in reality with really strong outcomes without burning ourselves out. So I'd love to be invited to be part of a conversation like that if you have an event happening there. And I promise I would be a normal um, event attendee and not just take naps the whole time. (laughs) So those are the places you can find me and I would love love you to do that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Brandy. I really appreciate you joining me and sharing uh, your talents and gifts and and, um, experiences uh, with the listeners of The Real Life PMP. And for those of you who have listened, um, Give Brandy a shout out. You definitely um, will enjoy the conversation and, and maybe you'll be lucky to have her as a bestie like I did. So, <laughs> uh, But thanks, thanks so much, much for listening. Yourself. My pleasure. Thanks so much, all I so enjoy catching up with my friend Brandy Olson. It was less of a podcast interview and more like catching up over coffee with my pal. I'm so excited about her book and what that can lead to in terms of helping people in their roles to do good work, maintain their humanity, and not go through the burnout cycle. Be sure to connect with Brandy on LinkedIn, buy her book, and invite her to speak at your next event. Her contact information is in the show notes, as well as the links to the books she recommends for all project professionals. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Real Life PMP Podcast.